Hello, everybody. Oh, no, Ryan said because I had to kick it off. Go ahead. I'll give it to you. Welcome back to another episode of... Let's have a drink where we sit back. The podcast, sorry. Where we sit back, relax, and have a drink. Um, the drink where we sit the, back the, and have drink, a podcast. The drink, the drink, the drink where we have a podcast. <laughs> the podcast where drinks happen, and we've already had several, apparently. So... Um, welcome back to another episode. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Episode oh, 105, season 11, continuing the train. What? what? Um, <laughs> welcome back. We are recording on a nice day off for Ryan and I. A nice um, Sunday off. And the weather it's is just... gorgeous outside, gorgeous. friends. A little, like, a bit of a wind chill, but it is 14, feels like 13. The sun is shining. The skies are blue. There are buds blossoming. And yes, your girl is high on life because... This time of year makes me brighten up, as I'm sure it does a lot of other people, because yep. seasonal depression is a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> and uh, it hits me real that. hard. <laughs> it's fine, because like, it's it's good at first, but then it's like, once it lasts too long, you're like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. stop it. I just, I've, I'm a person who likes having a lot of hours in her day. Right. As in sunshine. Yes. Day. Yes. Not, you know, sunset night. So right. like... I want to be able to feel like, you know, the sun's up until, you know, six, seven, seven o'clock, eight, almost even. now. And we're going to be slowly getting to that eight, eight yeah. thirty sunset. Yeah. And I'm really excited for it because then, you know, we'll have a bit of a nice warm nighttime and off to bed and back 100%. up the next day and have it a nice sunny day. So 100%. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. We have enjoyed a nice weekend of uh, festivities. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> a nice weekend of festivities. Um Again, my weekend sort of kicked off early um, because I had the Friday off. Yeah, um, lucky it, you. Which it was, so it started. My weekend started with uh, Doctor Strange. Your weekend um, did start with it, which Doctor was which is really great to have that yeah. kind of lead me into what we've already what we've currently been doing and what we've been up to. So. Uh, yes, no spoilers this week. We are not talking about Doctor Strange. We're giving everyone a chance to go see it or find it online. Somehow. We're giving you guys at least two weeks, so so not next episode, not this one, not next one, but the, the one, one after. after. We're gonna give some time. It also gives us time to kind of uh, set back our own opinions on the movie. Uh, maybe hear some other things, look at the yeah. reviews, and I'm give more people to talk to us about like, it. Look into you know we've talked about before. I'm very much a like a movie and TV show like video analysis person. So I definitely once um, I start seeing those crop up, go through those, watch those, kind of. Sorry, excuse me. See if that can kind of like add to the different layers of my viewing and understanding and experience of watching the film. Um, to be able to then kind of like bring all of that to yep. you guys. Yeah. So we have uh, plenty of uh, plans for that. But this week, uh, it is still Marvel centered. It is. because We're you know going us. to chat about Moon Knight. Moon Knight. So this is one of those things that we haven't given you enough time, but it's been out for a long time. Uh, all you yeah. do is want to watch. You have to watch one episode. You don't have to go to the theater. Just yeah. watch an episode at and, home. And and you know what? Disney gonna, Plus. Here's our here's our spoiler disclaimer right now. Um, yes. Just to let you know, if you haven't fully caught up, because we are at this point, we're recording the Sunday after the last episode has come out. Correct. So correct. We it's fully out, and you're not going to hear this until obviously the Thursday after it's come. Like correct. A week, this, basically a week. A, after a week it's after it's come down. out. Yeah. So you know, if you still haven't fully caught up on everything, or you still haven't gotten a chance to watch the last episode, 
make sure you do so because we will talk about spoilers. Otherwise, if you happen to not really care, you don't think it'll totally affect your viewing experience, then go ahead and listen and then watch afterwards. But here's the disclaimer anyways. Now, before we get into all of that, though, we have a couple of other things that we cannot forget to do. We have lots to talk about. It's been a while. We have lots Um, going on. No, it's it's great, though. Uh, This week, guys, of course, new beers. A new episode requires new beers. Not only new beers, but But. our second of our three um, Canadian Craft Club boxes that we so graciously got gifted to us yep um so we so have hashtag a- not sponsored um not sponsored. we have uh, been gifted the the i guess the gift of a of box beer. of craft beer every month <laughs> uh it, it is a program that you can actually go and uh, participate in yourself with canadian craft uh craft beer club canadian craft club um they are available online you get a box every month of six unique mm-hmm. beers and we got the package that gets you them across canada it's yeah so there's actually canada, two different ways an option to do it. you can get them th- from the globe throughout yeah all everywhere so from what we can tell so far based off of the last menus we've gotten it's across north america so it's canada and the states um most of the places i've seen right. have been like from california and other areas like that um but we specifically are, it's the all Canadian package or Correct. something like that. Yeah. So out of all of the, because they give you a pamphlet in your box of all possible brews Right, that so you can it's, get. The, it's the choices from the month. So they, yeah. it could be a combination of all of them. Yeah. Uh, but they only have six, I think, maybe more. They usually only have six Canadian beers. Yeah, so, so whatever we got the pamphlet, all six you, we Canadian got, you beers get all because six, we're the exactly. all Canadian box, yeah. But if you get a mix and match. So they've got some really great options. They seem to definitely tailor to, um, you know, people like us who have participated and enjoy yes. a, a, an array of craft beer. Um, you know, hops, no hops, ales, uh, light ales, blonde ales. Uh, yeah. We have a specific, I have a specific one that most people probably haven't even heard of. Yeah, which we, have, we actually did hear of but we have from heard one of our Somewhere specifically. So let's get into some stories. So okay. you can kick us off. We have okay. each have two different beers. Yes. So what I will say to is same time, same thing like we did last time with these is we do, like Curtis said, we do each have two different beers because there's six individual types of beer yeah. in this package. Um, we basically, what we do is when we get the box, we go through and say, okay, what do we want? What's jumping out at us that we want to try in the podcast review? What's jumping out at us personally that we want to have to drink? Because essentially we are going to like, you know, each of us is going to be able to try a little sip if we want to, but what beers jump out is this is something we really specifically want to drink. So mm-hmm. mine is the um, Ready McRed Ale. It's an Irish red ale from Sleeping Giant Brewing Company. Um, so they're in Thunder Bay, which is really cool because we haven't um, – I think the last one we got was – all ex- except maybe one was all from like either east or west coast none yeah. were from like ontario um, whereas in this package any. we got a couple from ontario and one from quebec yeah which was really fun to kind yeah. of have more of like a central canadian um so yeah so this one's from thunder bay which is super super cool i've definitely had sleeping giant before we um, have had sleeping giant i don't know if we have had on the podcast or you've had it at home wouldn't surprise me um, yeah. because of how much we've done now. We've done but a lot, guys. There's no way we're going to remember. <laughs> we're, we, we can't do all of them. But uh, this is obviously a new uh, yes. type of beer for you. So, so I will read, read a little bit speech. on here. Um, so 
for the Ready McRed Irish Red Ale um, is a malt-forward red ale with flavors of bread, biscuit, caramel, and a touch of roastiness. A nice alternative to its heavier big brother, Stouty Mixed Out Face. These names kill me. Stouty That's Mixed Out classic. Face. That's classic. I love that. It's smooth red. This smooth red ale will keep the night alive. I'm really excited for yeah. this. I feel like it's going to be a really rich red ale. Mm-hmm. We've, I, I'm, I personally have only tried a few red ales before. Um, one red ale that I would really, really recommend for anybody in Ontario is, um, oh my gosh, the, um, the red ale from Flux. Oh, the... Um, eye for an eye. Eye for an eye, yeah. Eye for an eye, Irish red ale from Flux Brewing in oh. um, Oakland, Scotland, in Ontario. Yeah. Um, really, really fantastic um, selection as far as something a little bit heavier, um, yeah. richer than as opposed to like a lager or an IPA or something One of like my all-time favorite red ales, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they've Flux always kills it, but that's yeah. good. Sleeping Giant, I love that little speech. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love when like um, breweries have a little bit of fun with their descriptions on the cans. Yeah, or, like, I when know, they eh? do put a description that they have fun with it. I so. know. That's sort of what I've always thought about doing with mm-hmm. uh, with freezer brewing, whatever that yeah. is. Just something. Something yeah. else. A li- that's a little bit more personality. It is. It does. Um, so crack yours open. Oh, yes. Okay. Get yours port. I'm going to crack. I'm going to crack. Port. Actually, I don't have a speech spiel thing on mine. Speech. Uh, speech, speech. Um, but I do have a, a beer that I'm excited for. So this is from Bonneville, Alberta, um, and it's actually a. Oh, oh you okay. Oh, 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 oh no, it's a whole it's a whole thing going on right now. Oh, carry on, carry gracious. on, wayward son. So from Alberta, we have a Munich Dunkel um, from Beaver River Brew Co. It's called uh, the Midnight Beaver, and it's a Munich Dunkel. Like I said, um, I'm really looking forward to this one. So we. I've talked about it plenty of time, but there's a nice brewery close to home here for us in St. Catharines called Cold Break, and they yes. also have their own Munich Dunkel, yeah. which is, I guess, just a very unique, maybe whatever, yeah. uh, type of beer. Yeah. I like it. I love it. It's more of a Dunkel's, correct me if I'm wrong, are more of the kind of on the stout spectrum, right? They, they definitely are. It does say there's like yeast and hops in this guy, so there are some hops. Um, I may try to maybe look at sort of a, a Google search of what... We can expect from uh, from Munich Dunkels if we see. Them I feel in the like future. yeah. I, I take a take a bit of a peek. Let us know kind of what the basis of it is because it definitely is a selection that I didn't know existed until we went to Cold Break, and I don't know a lot about still to this okay, day. Okay, so here we are. It's actually as simple as it is. Uh, Dunkels is a Dunkel or Dunkels is a word used for several types of dark German lager. Oh, so it's a Dunkel lager. is the German word meaning dark. How the fuck did I not know that? I feel like they told us this at cold break, and we definitely went, "Oh, interesting!" And, and then proceeded Dunkel to beers typically range it. in color from amber to dark reddish brown. What does a Munich Dunkel taste like? Munich Dunkel is a malty beer that features a deep, complex, rich, and Munich malt flavor. There are bread, uh, bread toasty flavors that often seem like toasted bread crust, yet the beer isn't sugary sweet. So I'm expecting a dark sort of lager, I guess, which is yeah. perfect. Um, and that's definitely why I'm. I, I'll yes. probably I'll probably be able to tell you more. There's a lot of head going on you have over here. A lot here. of head. It, I had a that bit looks of like it, a root beer float. Type I, of head. It's a thick, dark. I've had some red ales before, and they definitely have more of a like orangier tone. Whereas this has a lot of like kind of browns in it, which is really interesting. I'm really excited. I so I was con- I was not concerned, but curious of what sort of um, color I'd get out of this guy, this Munich Dunkel, because yeah. they can range from oh, sort of a darker. It looks a lot like mine. I'm not gonna lie. It does. It very much does. This is interesting. I'm curious. Oh man. So 
also when it comes to dunkels, I guess they do have a much more German origin um, with their yeah. ingredients, I guess. Um, so they have like this, they're very interesting flavors. Uh, but you want to, let's take our sips and get going. Well, I'm extremely thirsty. So the average red ale from Sleeping wow. Giant. Wow. What are, we, what are we saying? So honestly, if you like red ale, I would highly recommend trying this if you're ever able to find it anywhere or if you're in Thunder Bay. Um, definitely a much like heavier feel, obviously, with being a red ale. Um, that like hint of like caramel and breadiness, I'm for sure getting through. It feels like more of a like a savior, save wow, savorier beer. That's not uh, a that's word. That's not a word. Um, it's a more savory beer Oops. compared to like other stuff, especially for what I usually like for my palate. I like mm. citruses. I like hops. I like tartness. I like fruit. Yeah. Um, even just something lighter, whereas this is, that's why, like, I was interested in trying this, um, to kind of go out of my comfort zone a little bit. I don't always love kind of the, the darker stuff as much. Right. Um, I mean, apart from things like the, the red ale that we shouted out from Flux and all that. So definitely an interesting drink. I like it. It's for sure heavier than what I'm like, cause you can tell, you can feel the flavor on your tongue. It's right. for sure and heavier compared mm-hmm. to other ones that I like mm-hmm. to drink. Um, but yeah, it's still very tasty. Right. I definitely am sorry. It's on my palate right now and I'm definitely getting Trying to get those of, flavors in the, yeah. No, but I was just going to say that like that that caramel, I'm really feeling that kind of richness. Wow. You're, it's, you know what's really funny? I'm, and, I'm str- and I'm not even kidding. I'm My description is the exact same as yours. Shut up. It is not. I'm not kidding. It's, it's heavy. It's feeling heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a lager and it's definitely got this unique sort of, I guess, if you want to consider it like a Munich taste because it's got that, right. that, that flavor. It does sort of come out sort of sweet um, in the middle. And the description like I read on Google says it should, it, it really isn't sweet. So, uh, but it's got... You did it too. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It didn't. It didn't spike too much. Don't worry. Okay. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, you guys. It spiked on mine more than it spiked on yours. Okay. I hope. I hope the reverb doesn't get caught because <laughs> it might. But but yeah. No. Like mine's very. Um. I not like smoky, but definitely like bready. Like it's got sort of that bread. No, I've got like a tone. almost like a smoky. Yeah. Not. Mine's not smoky. No, but mine is though. Mine's a dark lager. It, it definitely is a dark lager, and mm. I think I think back to what you sorry. said. Um. No, it's okay. What you said. Going out of your comfort zone. I think that's so important. I think that's yeah. exactly what the pockets is for. You totally dented that can, didn't you? No, that's just for me trying to manhandle it and oh, open I it one hand. Oh, I thought you knocked and you just completely put a dent in the side of no, it right there. No, 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 no. That's this funny. is for me trying to like brace okay. my hand and crack it. And I think oh, that's why I got more. so fizzy. Yeah. Um, and and just, I, I like this beer. It is going to be sitting heavy with me. Yeah, um, it's going to be a, but, I, um, I'm honestly probably going to drink this pretty slow. It's, um, but I'm, but I, because I think I went on my comfort zone too. We've only ever really had one Dunkel and that yeah. is that cold break. And I you tried it on a flight. I'm pretty sure. And I like theirs. I've had it multiple times in, oh, uh, you have. multiple times no, you in a have, pint. You have. Um, but this is, this is different and I, yeah. I would prefer cold break. No, yeah. no, sh- no shame to, uh, no, it's, Hey, it's Beaver all River Brewcup. But again, um, it's very interesting to see yeah. sort of what we're going with, uh, from these places. This is, this is a fun change. Another win, I think. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I'm, it's one of those, you know, if you, if you want something a little bit thicker, heavier, richer, um, not quite so citrusy for sure. Go for this guy. Um, I'm definitely going to enjoy it. It's just, it, I, I for sure would say it wouldn't be like the first would be your first choice? If I had like 
a multitude of options in front of me or even just a handful of yeah. like maybe like one of everything. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't pick this one first. Yeah, exactly. But no shade, like amazing work from Sleeping Giant. Nice. Um, but it's just my own personal kind of like flavor palette, right? Yeah. Again, uh, shout outs to hashtag not sponsored uh, Canadian Craft Club. Yes. Uh, for delivering these amazing beers and and just getting them all together. That I is, also think, I think it's just an like incredible, a super cool business it's idea. It's a really cool business idea. Um, to like, you know, you're traveling all around, I'm sure, uh, talking to all these different places and you're like, let me shout out you and, yep. you know, put your beer in here yep. and like, all you have to do is buy the beer yep. and then people pay for it anyways. And yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, so there, people I are paying for the beers fun. and then paying for the shipping costs and that's really what you're paying for. Yeah. And there's some of the labor. Yeah. And everybody's happy. Everybody's so. happy. And I also think too, it's really fun. Like I've always, um, you know, obviously there's great places to travel to around the world, but I think a lot of times we do forget what's available to us in our own country of course um and especially if you are interested in exploring other types of like food and drink like there are options out there and i think it's really fun to be able to kind of experience things from different provinces so that you know if we happen to travel or someone listening happens to travel to that area well then they're gonna be like hey i remember i've heard this of that brewery. brewing company let's before. go see what they're like in person because you don't want to try the beer it's not about the beer room. it's about the brewing company right yeah 100%. it's the biggest thing we're shouting these guys out 100%. and uh and if we're ever in some of these areas and we recognize mm-hmm. some logos i'm gonna recognize logos first before names but yep. um you guys too. Uh, there, we have so many plans. We heard about some uh, some other breweries in Ontario the other day. Yeah. Uh, so if we come around areas, we yeah. will let you guys know. We will keep yeah. you posted on what is new in the world of beer. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. and I can't wait. So, anyways. Yeah. Jumping into it. Um, while we run the intro, Ryan and I are gonna try each other's beers. Absolutely. And maybe do a little spiel afterwards. Yeah. But we really, I really want to get into Moon Knight. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get, get going there. on the. Get going. Um, that one thing we missing that one thing. It is that amazing, sweet, jazzy, not jazzy, but really like hip hop, funky, hip hop y uh, intro. Roll it. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Let's Have a Drink. Um, I'm so we're just it's one of those content days, guys, and I really hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. We have uh, this beautiful weather, like we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got these amazing beers, as we also reviewed, and we got this little cat just chilling in the corner, just sleeping his life away. Our our setup, laziest little fuck. Not he doesn't even pay rent. Crazy. (laughs) Our setup, as you can probably tell from some of the photos we posted, is we're in our living room when we record this. Yeah. We ha- I'm on the love seat. He's on the chair across from me on either side of the TV. Chaplin has his little bed on the couch right now because he tends to... The last few times that we've watched like movies or shows out in the living room, we've had his bed in between us on the couch, and he'll just like lay and snooze there. Yeah. I'm um, really glad that there was just one th- one thing I just... I was like, I was like oh, he didn't use his bed for... Months. A long time. A very long. We had it when he we first got him. Yeah. Never used it. Never touched it. Hate it. He was like, I'll sleep on your coat. Everything else but my bed. But the bed. And then I think one day I decided to move it to underneath my desk. Yeah, by your feet. Um, when it was sort of in the wintry, colder season. Yeah. And I also tried to get him onto it by giving him treats, um, which is a bad idea. Uh, and I know this because they now because they associate. I, he has started associating bed with food 
And then, so then he would starting he would start kneading the bed, and that's what cats do when they want milk from their mothers. They would they would need their mother's mm-hmm. stomach for food. So when you're like kind of hungry, you're like I just need a little snack snack. He's like knead it to get food out, and then other things happen. But anyways, so then he would start kneading the bed, and he would never sleep in it. He would just knead it for a long time, and he would never produce anything. So he would just get tired and he'd go away. Yeah. So I noticed that right away. Uh, but now, eventually, he just didn't care. He fell asleep in it, loved it, mm-hmm. did it like multiple days in a row. I was like, this is great yeah. while I'm working. And yeah. now, just through through passing, he'll come and take a, take a nice snooze. Yeah, there was the one day that it was on the couch and I had pushed it to the one side when I was out here on my day off. And uh, I, I was super tired. I think this was my day off, actually, after my, a floor set run. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just lying on the couch. And I happened to, like, kind of put my head towards the bed to kind of lie next to him. My head was, like, by his back. And then my hand had kind of wrapped around the bed and was by his, like, face. And his little paws came out and kind of, like, held each side of my hand. Oh, wow. And he, you, Curtis came out and, like, basically saw me half passed out with the cat just kind of like nuzzling in. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. It was I was super like, I was like cute. what's going on out here? But yeah. So it's, but he's fully, anyway. So the point of me bringing this up is literally we can both look over at the couch right now and he is lights out on his bed right now. Those who are uh, dog slash cat parents can relate. It is uh, a dream come true when you get like just a, an amazing pet. and you, When you see like a content animal. When you just see that content animal snoozing and dreaming, it is just adorable. I can't take my ass off him. I know. Anywho. Precious. Anyway. Anywho. So getting off on our rants as we typically do. I just, it's such a good day. It is such a good day. I can't wait to enjoy. We're going to enjoy uh, the podcast, some yeah. dinner, uh, the F1 race. We are going to, yeah. Uh, your F1 race of the year. You haven't seen any of them yet. I know. I haven't caught up, which is unfortunate. Which is fine. You don't really need to catch up. You'll catch up today after yeah. you see the standings and who wins. Absolutely. Um, I don't think Hamilton's really doing that great this year. I have heard that, and I think because yeah. it's Alex. Alex, does she talk to you about that, or is it somebody else that watches? No, it's Alex that we is talk, it Alex? I yeah. talk to. But yeah, um, we haven't chatted about F one lately. But okay. uh, last time I did, it was yeah. Hamilton's definitely not had as good of a season as he has had before, mm-hmm. which is interesting for it to coincide with kind of the spending yeah, cap they've allowed. Um, not that I don't think that these drivers are talented, but I definitely think having the right vehicle to work with as well. Correct. Amundo. So if now you have all these other places that are able to. Put a little bit more into things, whereas some of the kind of like, you know, top tier places have had a spending cap now that they can only do so yeah. much with their car. It's still, it's still You're is only going to push so much so. forward, it's right? It still is crazy to think that um, even with money, like, you know, money doesn't buy. Money can't 100% buy the power of a car. Sometimes you just need lightning in a bottle of driver you need, car. You need driver car uh, rela- reliability and uh, competence, but also just very smart engineers. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so getting off topic again, let's get back into the actual nitty gritty Moon yeah. Nights. Moon Nights. Moon Nights. So, so Disney Plus has a wonderful TV show, Marvel TV show called Moon Knight. We have taken the liberty of watching it every week for the last six weeks. We have, we have. And it is now finally complete. Now, where do we start? Um, general rating? Um, sure, we definitely can. Uh, maybe just like a kind of a generalized uh, opinion, thoughts on it for like a spoiler free sort of thing. And then we can kind of get more into like a nitty gritty of what we liked about it. So, Let's do it. Um, I, wow, I had a really great time with this show. And yes. 
I definitely, I think with the different story elements um, going on, it was it was a much more... I didn't know a lot about Moon Knight as a comic character going into the me show. Me neither. Which was really fun for me because there wasn't kind of all this other... We actually you know, learned along the way too. We yes. started looking up more stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this is another great example of like Marvel being able to blend like real life mythology with a, a comic world, which right. is really great as well. Um, I had a lot of, there's a fantastic cast in the show. Seriously. Oh my God. Oscar, I, Oscar Isaac is phenomenal. He, if you didn't he, already think so, watch the show and you yeah, definitely will. Yeah, man. I really didn't know too much about him, um, like knowing what he could mm-hmm. do. Yeah. He proved it all. And what I will say, okay, so there is, just to kind of give some context, Ethan Hawke is in the show and plays more of an- You ant- love. Ant- yeah. Love. Um, more of an antagonistic role, which is really interesting because, so there is another movie that we're, we talked about in our anticipated movies um, okay. of 2022 yep. episode yeah, yeah. Uh, called Black Phone. Correct. And I think I shared it when we talked about it is that I I had found out somewhere. I don't know how true it may be and I'd have to fact check it further. If not, if someone has other information, please let us know. But I had heard something about how like, and it made me think because I really haven't ever seen Ethan Hawke play like a villain. Right. Maybe a... Um, uh, a little bit of a mildly corrupted hero, but never like a villain. He's right. always been, you know, kind of like a protagonist, love interest, whatever, and whatever he's done. Now, for Black Phone, he supposed, and I guess it's something that he has made the decision not to do in his career. Is to not play a villain. And not to play like Correct. some really like seedy villain. He's basically anti-type guy. It's like, do not cast me as a villain. I won't take it. <laughs> Maybe he's just turned down those projects. Yeah. So for Black Phone, he's, he apparently broke that rule for himself because now he loved I would, the script so much because right. he does play the villain in that movie. But he also is a very, and I guess maybe it's one of those where it's like a villain with what he interprets as a moral purpose. Yeah, but see, now he you... does play a villain in this. So I'm wondering if it's like a coinciding thing because Black Phone did get pushed. It was supposed to come out in February. So what I'm wondering is if that project had finished ahead of time and he enjoyed doing that so much that maybe with when things had lined up, he decided to, because I'm also thinking about his appearance in the trailers for that movie versus like, you know, uh, in comparison to how he appears in Moon Knight, he's definitely a little bit more sallow than he normally is. Um, and it looks like he lost a lot of weight for Black Phone. So I'm wondering if this is something that happened in conjunction to or towards the end of making Black Phone. And he right. was like, I feel like this is another character so, representation yeah, so, for his role of Harrow so, right. in here. So back to, I, you read my mind on two, on two fronts. Yes. Was the Black Phone, the filming of Black Phone slash casting of it, uh, come out before Moon Knight because that would, seems a little strange that mm-hmm. Black Phone would have been his first sort of evil Meanwhile, evil we role. see him play but a we bit mean, more but of we, a exactly. villainistic character. But, but then back to how you uh, explained how Ethan Hogg has never really played a villain. He has played uh, corrupted antagonists. Which or is sort of corrupted protagonist. Antagonist no, cor- is, oh, I got no antagonist I, is a villain. Okay, I guess so. But like, I still see it as like he is sort of the villain, but he's sort of a corrupted antagonist. Like he's not quite the villain because he has this moral thing. Yeah, like but you corruption just implies like a. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A more like you're not like you wouldn't describe like you know what I mean. I understand. It's basically like a corrupted implies I'm a sense of antagonistic. What do you call that? Behavior. Uh, an oxymoron. Like a corrupted antagonist is basically the same thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyways, at the end of the day, I do think, uh, yeah, you know, he does play, I think he is a villain 
in Moon Knight. So for sure, uh, I would very agree. interesting. And again, it might have been around the same time. So he just said, "Screw it, let's do some all some some of these." I, and again, and... I think it's just a matter of like the characterizations, how things were written, the type of story that was being told, mm-hmm. because um, you know there there is some really profound characterization in Moon Knight, which you know we all know that Marvel has really great storylines, but I think there's a certain point with with a lot of Sorry, excuse me, the beer is starting to kind of bubble up a Burp bit. it out. Um, but I think with a lot of superhero media, you know, everyone kind of chalks, gives a certain suspension of disbelief for how in-depth um, character development can get and what character storylines are happening. Yes, there's been like some seriously intense storylines, but at the same time you have other stuff that seems very surface level and not... A lot of people expect a lot out of that when it comes to superheroes. They, you know, you still have your conflicts for a hero's journey. But, you know, mm-hmm. I found with Moon Knight, there was a there was always a bit more under the surface. And, and I feel yeah. like there was some kind of more of those like morally gray um, messages and thoughts and motivations being portrayed in Moon Knight the same mm-hmm. way that we would have. And like Black Black Panther and other of the more recent yeah, TV yeah. shows, I honestly would say like that's kind of something that really plays into this phase. Black Panther's not a TV show. I know that. I mean, like other TV shows that we've seen. Sorry, I guess I didn't like in Black Panther as well as the other TV I shows. Separated. Sorry. Sorry. Um. But anyways, I I definitely think obviously Black Panther was a little bit before this phase as quite, a, as a movie a long, itself. Yeah, quite but I feel like that was kind of the initial seeding more so um that we also saw like in civil war leading up to this new phase as we went through like infinite the infinity war saga yeah um of this phase really has been marked by parts like forms of media that has really kind of worked into this whole like gray moral area rather than a lot of the superhero content that had kind of come before leading up to infinity was there's a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah. See, that and is a, that is their a very, struggle that is has a very been good with point. being yeah. and their and the hero struggle has been with, you know, fighting the bad guy and like being a hero and balancing oh, okay. their like real identity. Sorry, I do hundred percent see what approach you're taking here. You um, know what I mean? Yeah, because what you what you how you said it and now because you're thinking you mentioned civil war, and yes, you get two heroes fighting against each other and you're like why does this happen and that's why civil war truthfully in the mcu the thing that saga, marked is change. actually one of the most better recognized films that in that whole saga because of its fight scenes because of its character development because it introduces spider-man it introduces uh, i think it introduced black panther it introduces so many things and it was a hype it was so hype and it was it was genuine, like just like. Well, I think what you what have are, there like, though. Why is are we this, fighting each other? Like, what's is going you on? Have, here's the thing, though, too, is like you have. So, for example, like the the driving force of that film is, you know, Bucky is Winter Soldier, and right. and and consequences of him being the Winter Soldier, and, you know, Captain America in all of his, you know. Good, goody guy. You know, he is you know the epitome of like morals and and all of that within you know. Kind of there's someone to strive to live up to. And he has essentially now kind of come to, in his like moral beliefs is it's kind of, he's seen as, I see him as his, the way he's approaching things in kind of a moral gray area, as well as Tony, because they're both kind of fighting against of Tony saying, we need better oversight because of all the shit that's happened. Whereas Captain America is like, no, we should be able to move outside of the normal things because of all these like goings on um and then you you know and then you also kind of like kind of pull into the point that they're they're both so steadfast in their beliefs 
that they're willing to now self-destruct and fight each other. But then then you get to the end of the, obviously, hopefully you've watched Civil War by now. But we find out (laughs) that, that, um, you know, Bucky is responsible for, you know, Tony's parents' death. Right. Now you have Captain America, who up to this point has professed to be a partner and a friend and a crime fighter with Iron Man, yeah. is now defending a man who has been directly responsible for murdering his parents, which right. you would think that Captain America would well, abhor, hey, he, he, but he's turning around going, but Bucky, like, but you know, this is, this is my friend. This right. is someone who I know to be more noble than the things that he's done. And it wasn't in his control, all Iron Man is seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's it's all very, those hey, kind of like... Deeply like moralistic messages yeah. in the sense of like struggling and trying to really come to terms with the fact that there are gray areas to things going on and there's no one's ever completely good or evil. Whereas you see that kind of archetype in a lot of superheroes where there is a good guy and good guy and there well, is a bad guy. And this is this is why we loved uh, Moon Knight so much is because truthfully there was this most of the show was it's constantly about well again Egyptian mythology. Uh, an incredible theme to have ongoing in this show. Um, we, yeah. we know that Khonshu is the, the Moon Knight. He is an Egyptian god. Uh, actually, a real Egyptian god, not even just uh, made up. He's mm-hmm. real. Um, but we see, like, the f- first or second episode, we see, um, and we I guess we don't really know, but we get to see uh, Khonshu. We get kind of told the story. We are introduced to Ethan Hawke's character. Um, Harrow. Harrow. Um, and basically, we see him just kind of start like killing people. Well, so essentially, and, and how it how it goes. Okay, is- so essentially, he's like um, morally um, so he, judging people. He, yes, he has the ability slash power to uh, um, judge people on their yeah. sinnings or yeah. their sins yes. and their their wrongdoings. And so yes. he, but so within his power exists the Egyptian god uh, Amet. Mm-hmm. Amit, who can, who does that, who has that power, basically, yeah. and what she does is she has the ability to to judge people on their wrongdoings, past, present, or future. Yeah. So she essentially says, "Are you a bad person or a good person?" Right, just right from the get go, and can can control that and make that decision, right. no matter at what point in time. And Conchu's ability is knowing that people have committed a Not wrong ability. His like like purpose it's not sorry, when it comes to when it comes sorry, to mythology and word. gods it's not their ability it's just like sorry, what they rule right. over his so conscious purpose is to uh, i guess um only punish those who have punish, done wrong thank you for rephrasing that punish those who have done wrong um and that and that exists in the form of yeah. of conscious and then you know yeah. the avatars uh, that we haven't talked about yet. So but before yes. we before we get into all that, because there's like a bit of a struggle there, honestly, to explain through a lot of the the messages and kind of our you know thoughts on that, um, we'll have to kind of get into spo- spoilers. So, kind of on a one to five star rating, we're just going to give our rating ten. and then get one to ten. One okay, to ten. one to ten star rating. <laughs> we're each going to give our kind of rating recommendation like brief recommendation and then we'll kind of get into the nitty-gritty of things mm-hmm. and what we thought about like character journey um really cool things that happened all that kind of stuff yeah all so right you can go first so i i definitely want to give uh moon knight like a like an 8.8 i think the show exceeds the the average uh mcu shows uh that we've seen um i think it dives and takes this kind of like curved path away from the standard level of, you know, hero, villain, um, you know, good and bad. And then also like protagonist, 
<laughs> like you know single protagonist mm-hmm. vibe and um and then they also take the acting up like a, a complete notch yep. uh the story again we haven't yep. even seen moon knight before mm-hmm. this is they're, they're introducing moon knight to us yeah and they did that the best way they probably could yeah. and um the, the, the music you know with like i said the egyptian mythology they bring the egyptian music in there mm-hmm. soundtrack is peak peak tier and so i think 8.8 it's obviously like that's how i I write i'm trying to write things better on like the scale of it's definitely exceeds the average but it's not quite that you know 95 9.5 or even like nothing's perfect so you'll never see a 10 yeah but like 8.8 i would i honestly would um give it a not like a solid round nine Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um because i mean first and foremost i'm a total mythology geek so the fact that they really did pull on like lore and and actual like names and purposes later on in like the final episode i like fangirled a bit or the final couple episodes fangirled a bit because they really did pull on inspo so i'll explain that later um to, like true to how like egyptian I'll explain it now. okay so essentially like later in the episodes we do kind of get more into like um exposure to a few more of the other figures and gods yes and a big thing with egyptian culture is a lot of gods and goddesses were portrayed as like half human half different types of animals mm. rather than like fully humanoid beings um similar to like the greek pantheon things like that you you know you see like human figures whereas with egyptian mythology it is like amalgamation with different animals right um and i thought that it was really interesting that they ended up deciding to stay true to that rather than make some sort of bullshit thing and about, make everybody like, sort of and make humanoid. everybody look human yeah. they really did like go for it which i thought was right because really who did they, so who they did that they did that with uh um, they did that with i don't want to no go cool. we're okay we're, so they, they we already discussed well i have spoiler we're so far in the episode, i'm not we, done my initial rating though and you didn't we really, got off topic no we we're, didn't. we're like so far in the episode we're almost done no, we're not. Are we we're, we okay. should be. Anyways, so I'd give it a solid point, uh, a nine, just for the fact that, um, for that, for the fact that, you know, there was some really great uh, cliffhangers. As much as it infuriated me, <sighs> the cliffhangers at the end of every episode Don't really get me started. <gasps> they really kept you like wanting to come back, which I think was really fun. Um, and I just, I really loved the the overall like sense of storytelling where there was always something that like had you guessing and theorizing as you were waiting right. for other clues to pop up right so now to get into things a little bit more specifically what i was talking about with the like visual representation of the um gods um Tawaret, um amit like and obviously Khonshu, you're seeing elements of like you know, the different animals that they're, you know, kind of associated with in their representations. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of times Tawarat is um, uh, seen with like, you know, with a hippo's head and things like that. That's exactly what we saw. Right. Um, so I thought that was really cool that they really kind of played into that and made that perfectly apparent. Um, I really kind of enjoy um, the watching the development of Mark and um, Steven. Yeah especially over the last few episodes because mm-hmm. you're kind of up to this point seeing speaking to that kind of like moral gray areas you really do kind of see two sides um uh, actually no not two sides uh, to yeah. get into to get into no because what i will tell you right now is is mark specter and the you know others of his pr- basically okay if you've gotten to the last episode and you've watched the end credit scene, please make yeah, sure you watch the end credit spoiler, scene. So this is going to be a major spoiler. <laughs> please watch the end credit scene before you listen to me right oh, now. I see how you're going for. But 
what I've most no, enjoyed. Can... Sorry. I want you to say there are two sides as we know it from the beginning to for like the end. For the majority of, I There's guess. There's only okay. two people in control battling each other okay. for a very long time. Okay, fine. I still think looking back now, having had the knowledge of watched everything, I, you can definitely tell that something else is missing. But yes, okay, fine. For the majority of the show, you were seeing two personalities right. really kind of like battling it out um, and, and perspectives on things. You have Steven who is very, you know, naive and, and innocent and really kind of wanting to see the best in the world. The nice guy. The nice guy. And then you've got Mark who's like complicated and, and he wants to do good, but he already Mercenary. thinks he he thinks he's too damaged to, to be any Kills good in Layla's the world. Dad. He thinks he's too damaged <laughs> to do any good in the world. Um so you kind of like really kind of see that balance of like different personalities like fighting over how best to stop this, you know evil thing from happening essentially from like Amit like rising and yeah. and judging too much. I also really think it's fun the um contrast of like Kanchu who his purpose is to like punish those who've already done wrong whereas Amit's focus is, you know, she even says like, you know, I don't give them the chance to do something bad. But the whole moralistic issue is there. Okay, but if you're, you know, you're not giving them the chance to not do that I, bad I was going to say how do you truly know? That's like, the thing. How that's do you the, prove that's, that? That's the moralistic issue exactly. there, and that's why they want to stop her and exactly. Harrow because, like, you can't truly know. Sure, they they may down their line have a have a the capability or possibility of doing something, but why don't we try and give them the chance not to do it? Right, and and all the Egyptian gods also agree with this because as we get to see them and their humanoid form, uh, you know, actually essentially banish Khonshu, we get to see them when Ahmed is actually now trying to be, like, resurrected, essentially. Mm -hmm. They go, uh, what the fuck's happening? Like, Harrow's coming in here, and he just goes and destroys them all. Yeah. And then we see a lot of, like, disastrous stuff, and then, you know, Ahmed then becomes reformed. And it's scary, it's scary and terrifying, but we also get this big fight scene with, with Ahmed and Khonshu. It's great. Um I just like to see the character development of Steven and Mark yeah. doing, doing honestly, like for the first four or five episodes, completely separate. Yeah. Like we had two episodes of Steven, then two episodes with Mark, and then a little bit of the meat like together. Mm -hmm. And then we got them to find balance. And we did that in, in a mm -hmm. very specific way. Um, but Is then there... we also get the dynamic of uh, the relationship of Steven with Layla and Mark with Layla and yeah. all of that stuff, which is very fascinating. Yeah, I think that's super um, fun. I think that was a lot of fun because Layla and Steven are super cute. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that, like, I think it's it's really fun how like he's that kind of like sweeter, inquisitive side of things that she obviously like probably sees glimpses of in Mark because right. Steven's such like a hyper-focused extension of that part of his personality. Um that she that's what she wishes she could see more out of mark and that's why i think she's so endeared to him but right obviously like she loves mark yeah um but it's funny because they're both like nerds and stuff uh, yeah 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 exactly you know? and, yeah. but it's also like this is the craziest thing that i always think about is um is so mark specter is the host of of this yeah. character who's mark got is uh, the did's got so yeah it, it even says in the description like you know moon knight is you know Mark Spector who has DID. So obviously Stephen, if you haven't picked up already, is one of his personalities. Yes. So there's associative identity disorder. And yeah. So Mark is the primary. He is. The he's host. the host, and uh, so manifested from Mark is Stephen, um, and we learn about that. And if you guys, you guys would know now, but. Um, it's very fascinating because we get little spots where Steven and Mark are trying to work together, but they don't quite know how. Mm -hmm. uh, but Mark is all Mark can do is fight, and all Steven can do is 
uh, the nerdy shit. Like he knows the things about Egyptian stuff, and he's like, so they get to who's um, Alexander the Great's like tomb, yeah, and they like start talking about it. And, like Stephen's in control. He's like, I know everything. He's like, you're doing all this, and it makes me. It blows my mind because like this is the same brain, by the way. Yeah. Like he, Mark knows this, but he can't access it because his brain's working on a whole different spectrum. That's why I love. I would love to study it because I think the idea is the craziest phenomena in the world that you can only access certain parts See, of your brain, and also certain parts of your brain are only accessed so via personalities. It's not- totally what's happening it's just being compartmentalized to a different personality that's the tough thing with did is because it's it's such a um a rare phenomenon Mm -hmm. um that there is only so much study because there is only such a small pool of subjects especially cases that act like yeah so it's 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 a tough one to really it's still kind of again to did is was the reclassification of what used to be called multiple personality disorder and that was like super controversial um just the idea of it so it's something born out of extreme trauma um and it is something that is like really interesting from kind of like how the brain compartmentalizes from that sort of perspective for sure um but yeah it's it's definitely a really like interesting layer on top of everything else that's going on and i almost think that it not to like glorify this fact but i i do think the that aspect of things almost kind of makes him more effective as moon knight right um is he can kind of almost like it's it's a uh, outward representation for him to be able to kind of like work things out with himself. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah. So is there anything from like earlier in the show that you really enjoyed that kind of like got you really hooked in, other than just the excitement? Well, the the actual sort of like I mean, if you want to consider it like horror aspect, but the very like um surreal sort of taking taking away from what's really happening um steven we we start the show with steven being fully in control and we get many many scenes of steven just completely blacking out yeah. and and then we get that kind of like cool 80s song uh was it 80s, 60s song uh, mm-hmm. in the background i love that little song mm-hmm. that they play and they do uh he blacks out he comes back and everyone's fucking like knocked out or something and i'm like what the heck is happening and you don't yeah. get told anything but it goes ballistic because we get we don't quite know because I'm like, well, we know Moon Knight has these powers, but we also forget that like it's not just Moon Knight; it's Mark with the powers of Moon Knight. And then yeah. we get all of that in like the first episode. Cr- crazy stuff happens in the mm-hmm. bathroom. Stephen Stephen's life goes into shambles because mm-hmm. things blow up. We get this romance kind of uh, introduction and and this. Ob- yeah. yeah, we get well. Even if you think about when I think about how I thought about the situation at first. I'm like, who the heck is Layla? Like, why, why is there a girl in the situation? And then you yeah. go, oh, there's a whole relationship Mark had. And, and then we learned that Mark basically had it figured out for a long time. But then when Conchu started, you know, Steven now is more in control for some reason and they don't know why. Well, and we, we, we they don't know why. Well, like, I think, again, eventually we realized Mark did know why Steven was more in control. Right. Um, we find out things later on in the episode. I do think... Um, the kind of the personal journey aspect is for sure profound. And I do like that we don't start with the primary personality and like learn about how he got introduced to Conchie right away. We actually start with an alternate. Right. And watch this guy slowly go crazy. Basically. And we think, oh my God, like what's going on? Like why is his life being torn apart like this? And we realize it's like, oh, he's just a very small part of a much bigger thing going on right now. And I find it I find it so fascinating that there was just this like really innocent, yeah. nice guy who was just trying to figure out his own life. Yeah. Um, but then it got kind of interesting to see. And I think what really drew me in was uh, the visual effects of Conchu. 
Oh yeah. This man, th- he is incredibly cool looking. Like he's and, just like kind of frightening as well. Old. And to your point, when you almost said like not quite horror, but it definitely is a. It has more like kind of horrific moments. Oh my god. Um, and it definitely, I would say, is darker than like some previous iterations. I say like this whole kind of phase has a little bit of a darker tinge to yeah. things, but this one especially felt more kind of like um, impactful and like violent. Oh, in a oh way. no, straight up, it was thrilling because we get those blips of um, when uh, Stephen finally found the storage locker. Yeah. And he's in that storage building. Yeah. And then the lights kind of flickering and they're doing the thing. And then Conchu just randomly appears in the one spotlight. Yeah. I'm like, that's a, that's Slenderman type Definitely thriller. like a like, horror movie scary. thing where you see like the apparition or like And then he's being. like this embodied yeah. and then he starts uh, seeing him in, in uh, and I guess, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, hallucinations. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, and, but it's not, it's, it's pretty real. And, uh. It's it's really nice to see that um, they eventually start to kind of find a balance uh, through and throughout. But then again, it's Stephen and Mark, and they're the same person. Yet it felt like the entire time, once Mark kind of tried to take control and do his own thing and and take his body back, essentially, uh, it felt like Stephen this like didn't he just like he's like they it's so interesting because you see who's who's in control you see who's taking care of the body but then you don't see how it feels to be stuck in the mind and they kind of explain it but it's also like what is it how does it truly feel yeah and they both are battling each other to try to be in control Mm -hmm. and there's no way to just take control like you need to like you need to give consent almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned too, like you can, you can always tell who's who. And I think that speaks a lot to Oscar Isaac's performance is he really embodied each personality. You could tell immediately Amazing. if it's Steven or if it's Mark. Amazing. Immediately. You can. It's the the posture, the gait, the facial, the resting facial, the resting facial expression. Do you know how much mental energy it probably takes to be consciously aware of like how open your eyes are or the way your muscles are resting on your face? Right. And then to be able to seamlessly go from like one accent to another between British and American, like, oh, oh my, my that, God. That is the most And impressive. never miss a beat. When they're talking to each other, never miss a beat. These guys are literally in the same, like everything's the exact same other than just the facial expressions and their accent. And maybe it's because of the high pitched voice that Steven has versus the normal actual, like his actual voice is Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector. But it's just, and then, so that was usually how I felt about the start is like, there's this balance and there's this battle, sort of the, who's got the bigger dick contest yet. They're the same person. And then what we get near the middle, like the third episode, fourth episode, we get the most amazing visual effects with uh, with Moon Knight changing back the clocks. Like he changes the time in the sky. That moment in the desert when they needed to find the right like constellation layout yeah. for a map that they had to be like, able to try and locate. That is uh, just Amit's beautiful because we get Conchu in his embodiment. We get well because he's Steven. the you know he not only like judges those before like um who have already done wrong. And, and punishes them. He's also the god of the night sky. Mm-hmm. And seeing him have that moment of like, you know, don't you forget, like, you know, I'm the fucking. You I can know, do G. lots of shit. And him and Steven <laughs> standing there moving the fucking sky thousands of years back. Like, oh. it's crazy. It's gorgeous. it's gorgeous. Crazy. And we get even more scenes like that as the season goes on, as the episodes play out. Um, it is it is absolutely gorgeous. And I, if anybody, if you guys have, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, go. 
Please go, just go watch it. Just go it's watch so it. It's so good. Stick it out to the end if you're not like, it's you know, just. six episodes. You know, I think it's about like, what, 40 minutes per episode. Yep. So it is a little bit. But honestly, make it's sure, like, ma- make the time if you can to be able to sit down and kind of make that your kind of you time and like, just enjoy it. Sit back, grab a any drink that you like, any snack that you like. Do any sort of, literally you could fold laundry and still pay as much attention as you need to to the TV and get it done, get it watched Absolutely. and just really enjoy yourself. Yes, this is a, it's a good start to um not even start i mean good start to the whole moon knight kind of story we're gonna get uh Mm -hmm. but i truly hope that uh he stays around in the universe that we're uh gonna be building i hope in this phase five of marvel Absolutely, Uh, we have talks about uh you know the midnight suns is what they call them yeah uh in the from the comics uh that was the actual name but you know that becoming a thing and this new because well, we know we're of, getting a new blade and... we're getting a new blade uh we know that you know punisher already exists we know that yep. ghost rider has been established but not in this universe yeah. and uh they all work together and sort of this team mm-hmm. uh dynamic and it's crazy yep. i think that story is absolutely phenomenal um <laughs> that would just be crazy so but but we do know from what i've also heard is um you know the young avenger stuff is coming in the in the marvel universe but yeah, that's, exactly. that's the doctor strange episode so yes um wow moon knight yeah again um really really great i i could watch it again probably because i 100 would like talking about it now i'm like oh i would 100 sit down and watch it. yeah yeah um amazing effects uh amazing acting amazingly written story and plot i don't think there's ever a time where i'm like this is going too slow this is going too fast the only thing i i i we talked about was just how long it took them to introduce certain aspects yeah and i will say that i'm hoping that that's why we see more of it because there's certain things that we end off the season with that i want to see more of sorry that's good um what i will say too is i love that we're really um other than some stuff involving thor like basically since doctor strange we've seen a lot more of the mysticism being brought into the marvel universe Mm -hmm. and i've always loved between marvel and dc comics the mysticism mystical based stories um in conjunction with all of these like superheroes of like science and like of their own making themselves it's always really fun to kind of see the the mystic magical arts involved in that as well yeah um so i'm really excited for what the implications that this will have down the line for as they start to develop more of the phase it is getting pretty crazy in the marvel cinematic universe yeah um i can't wait to see they actually haven't uh, haven't announced anything in regards to a season two of Moon Knight, but they did make minor uh, adjustment on Twitter. Yeah, so they had you. You, I think I the, the, it, yeah, the day they, that so we we watch it every Wednesday, um, and on the Wednesday that had passed of the season finale, um, you came into because you were still working. It was so the last day episode off. that got aired. So the, it had they had tweeted Marvel was it Marvel Studios Marvel or was Studios it Feige? Twi- Ma- Marvel Studios Twitter, yeah, yeah. So they had um, said a post to something about a quote unquote series finale of Moon Knight, and then yes. it was promptly deleted. And then same exact tweet was exact then made right tweet. afterwards, but instead of series finale, it says season finale. Yeah. And now this is what kind of got my ears perked because I had told you, Curtis, that um, I had seen come across something um, a video about the fact that um oscar isaac hadn't signed on for anything else from what people could tell from contracts is oscar isaac hadn't signed on to anything else but this singular season of moon knight and for the emmys marvel submitted moon knight 
under the limited series category rather than regular series category that they had done with every other TV show that they had, no matter what amount of seasons were guaranteed or not. So even WandaVision was put put underneath the regular series category. Right. Um, So... The, the concern was there is that, you know, we're going to get one self-contained story. So if there is any loose ends, then we probably won't see it resolved in the way that we expected to um, if there's anything continuing past. Because to get yeah. into the limited series category, you have to have a self-contained story that isn't going to have any loose ends yeah. and continuing on for certain characterizations. It's, it's very interesting, you know, uh, because we've seen a lot of those in the Marvel uh, cinematic universe now with TV shows. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision, limited series. Yeah. It ends in a great way. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier ends perfectly for yeah. it to be uh, a limited if series. If that's just the one season where it's... Hawkeye, same yeah. thing. Uh, we got lots of them. The only yeah. ones that we are guaranteed, we know are going to come soon. Uh, Loki. Loki. Loki has a season two already yeah. uh, starting starting production this week, this summer. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, we Moon Knight, we just don't. It's so here's the thing with my opinion on Moon Knight is I think I was getting frustrated um, before we ended up seeing like the end of the episode and then the end credit scene on the finale was I thought that there was so much more that needed to happen before they ended their six episode run if they were going to be limited to one right. season. Whereas right. now I'm not necessarily convinced that they are mm-hmm. between the tweet and how things ended. There's no way that they're. Excuse me. They're going to have to really like retcon stuff or completely ignore it, which kind of seems redundant. Why would you go through all of making that and then have to essentially ignore or rewrite something? Um, And it was so popular and so lucrative that I don't see them not deciding to do something. They said the most some of the most streams that Disney Plus has seen on any TV show. And I think it'd be such a valuable story to be told, especially for this phase. Yeah. so I'm excited to see what comes next. I have a feeling that if we don't get another season, we're going to see Moon Knight and Oscar Isaac in other films. For sure. Um, that are going to draw into kind of that whole aspect of things because I think he's a really great example of like kind of that anti-hero sort of deal. Let's freaking hope because he's got a lot to bring to the table yes. for the story of M- of the MCU stuff. Yeah. So um, again, good, great Absolutely fantastic show. Yeah. Um, more more great stuff coming from Marvel. Um, we can't wait to talk about Doctor Strange in a couple you know, weeks. Super excited for that. Uh, so go check that guy. Go see that in theaters. Um, if you want to wait and try to find it go online, to your local be, be my guest. Um, but you know uh, everything's good to go. Uh, we we are so excited to be talking about that, and we and we hope you guys enjoyed Moon Knight as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know on our social media. Yeah, maybe get, send us a voice message or something. Like tell us, you know. Make some, write down some key points that we mentioned yeah. and uh, give us your own take on those things. Things you disagree on, things that you, um, you know, that you love that we didn't maybe think to touch on or didn't get a chance to touch on. Maybe what you, what was your favorite part? Do you, you know, think that, you know, this is it or that there is going to be further stuff? Also, don't forget to rate us on Spotify and leave a review and um, rate us on um, Apple podcasts yes. as well. Yes. Uh, we appreciate all the love you guys bring to us on all of our platforms. Um, just, you know, keep staying social, keep supporting in any way you can. Um, I guess that's it for this week. I think so. Um, you barely touched your beer. I know I'm trying. I am done. I noticed that, that you were done and I was like, Ooh, it's not what going. What a very normal episode. For what us. a normal way to end the episode. What a normal exactly. way. <laughs> um, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening and we will yeah. catch you guys next week. Peace.